morning. I'm Pastor Nick. Welcome to our Rosewood Church of the Nazarene family. We hope today's message will be a help to you. May God bless you. We invite you to join Pastor Lisa Altar and Pastor Tina Pertamber on an amazing 17 days journey to Egypt, Jordan, and Israel from the 15th to the 31st of October, 2015. This is a pilgrimage you will always remember. For itinerary and registration information, phone Christian Journeys at one 877 465 Again, the phone number is one 877 or go to website www.rosewoodchurch.ca. This is our second tour to the biblical lands. Let us now, my friends, turn to the Word of God. I want to ask you to Turn to Revelation chapter 1, verse 9. Revelation chapter 1, verse 9. Our theme today is, How can I be helped when I'm suffering? How can you and I be helped when we're suffering? And Revelation chapter 1, verse 9 is packed. It's packed with Truth that can help you and me when suffering, when you are in pain physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, or in some other way. So let's read it, but I want, I want to ask you to stick with me, please. At first, if you might say to yourself, I have no idea how that Bible verse can help me, Pastor Nick, all right? But as we get into it, I believe you're going to see the wonderful, inspiring truth that is contained. Here it is. Revelation 1, verse 9 says, I, John, your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus, was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. Let's pause right there. We learn that the Apostle John was on Patmos. Patmos is a small, rocky island about five miles wide, ten miles long. If ever you are in the Mediterranean, I strongly encourage you to go and visit that island. My wife and I had the privilege of being there some years ago. It's in the Aegean Sea off the coast of modern-day Turkey. And it served as a kind of Roman penal settlement, kind of like a prison, really, for Rome. And as we reflect upon this verse, I want you to think with me upon the following truth that is contained in this part of God's Word. The first truth is this. Hang on to the truth that you are not alone in your suffering. In verse 1, John says, I, John, your brother and companion in 
the suffering. That's the New International Version. The King James Version translation says, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation. Now, the Christian people to whom John was writing were suffering. They were going through a very hard time as a result of the persecution brought about by the Roman Emperor Domitian, D-O-M-I-T-I-A-N. Domitian ruled around 81 to 96 A.D. Domitian had insisted that everyone worship him. Because he was the emperor, Domitian had insisted that everyone worship him as a god. And when many of them refused, he deprived people of food. He had some tortured. He tortured many Christians. Others like John, the writer of Revelation, were sent away to prisons. And some were killed. John, who himself was a prisoner on the island of Patmos, says, I, John, your brother and companion... I'm your companion in the suffering. His words there point out what I would say a valuable lesson. They're a valuable lesson or principle as to how we can be helped when we are suffering or hurting. And that is this. Hang on to the truth that you are not alone in your suffering. You see, John was saying to them, I know what you are going through. I am going through it as well. When a person is going through a difficult time, it is easy to feel isolated. When you're going through a hard time, it's easy for you to feel isolated and alone. When you realize that you are not alone in your pain, it'll help you. It'll assist you in in several ways. Here's one way it can help you. Point A. To begin with, when you recognize that it's not just you, somehow you feel better. When you feel like you're not the only one in the world that's going through that agonizing time, you you feel better. It's not that you want other people to hurt or suffer like you are experiencing, but the, the truth is, it just helps you to know that you aren't the only one. There's another way, point B, in which it can help you, and that is when you realize that there are others in a similar situation, if you can talk or you can meet with them, oftentimes they can be a great support, a great support for you. When I discover that someone or when someone tells me that they have just discovered that they have colon cancer, I very soon after say to them, you know what? I went through that experience seven years ago. Why do I begin to tell that person if they didn't already know? It's because, hopefully, as a result of me having gone through the journey of the cancer experience, and hopefully by them seeing that I survived, in fact, I've been victorious and uh, free of any cancer over these seven years, hopefully they too will feel like, hey, Pastor Nick made it through that cancer. George made it through the cancer. There is hope. Amen? When I've been, for example, to Sick Children's Hospital, many times praying with 
parents whose son or daughter is going through major head, heart, or back surgery. It's been wonderful to see how one set of parents can inspire and encourage uh, other parents of, of a child who is going through a very hard time. Here's another important thought, point C, another way in which this can help you. When you hang on to the truth that you're not by yourself, it's interesting how the Lord brings to you other people who care about you. The Lord brings other people who care about you into your presence. Sometimes it's people who are, who are also hurting on other occasions, it's, it's because just the Lord knows what you need, and it's people who are strong enough to give you the emotional and the spiritual support that you need. The Lord does that. He works in, in wonderful ways. And may the Lord work in your situation, in your life, whatever you are facing. Amen? Let's move now to a second truth that I believe can help us, can help you, from verse 9, and it is this. Number two, emphasize your privilege in the Lord's kingdom. Now stick with me, and I believe you'll get a hold of this. I want you to notice in verse 9 of Revelation chapter 1, again, where it says, I, John, your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom. He's saying, I'm in the kingdom. He is talking about the fact that they and he are a part of the kingdom of God. They and, and he, John, are part of the family of God. He could have said here, he could have said, I, John, your brother and companion in the suffering and in the family of God. That's what he's saying. How can emphasizing your privilege in the Lord's kingdom help you when you are hurting? Here's how. When you say to yourself, I am a part of the Lord's kingdom, I am in His family, it will further help you to say to yourself this. It will enable you to say, I know God loves me. I know God loves me. I don't understand why I'm going through this sorrow, this hurt, this suffering, this tragedy. I don't know why I'm going through this agonizing time. But I do know, I do know my heavenly Father hasn't forgotten me. I do know my heavenly Father knows my name. Amen? Why? Because I am in His kingdom. You are in His kingdom. You are, we are a part of the family of God. I'm a child of the King. You're a child of the King when we repent of our sins and put our faith and trust in Jesus. I'm a child of the King. I'm a child of the King. With Jesus, with Jesus my Savior, I'm a child of the King, says the songwriter. Amen. So emphasize or focus on your, your privilege, the privilege that you have of being in the Lord's kingdom, in the Lord's family. Here's a third truth that I believe can, can help you and me. It is this. Lean on Jesus 
who wants to empower us to persevere. Think with me. Verse 9 of chapter 1, Revelation says, well, let's just go back to the whole verse. I, John, your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom, and here it is, and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus. Patient endurance that are ours in Jesus. He's talking about the fact that our Lord Jesus has the resources to empower us to persevere. Amen? Listen to these words from Dr. William Barclay. Dr. Barclay says, That endurance, that endurance is to be found in Christ. He himself endured to the end. And he is able to enable those who walk with him to achieve the same endurance and to reach the same goal. Isn't that beautiful? He is able to enable. Say it with me, would you? He, Jesus, is able to enable. Let it really really sink into your, your mind there. He is able to enable. What's that chorus? He is able. He is able. I know that He is able. I know my Lord is able to carry, to carry me through. He is able, my dear friend. Whatever the circumstance, the situation is in your life, He is able. We have that other beautiful chorus that says, learning to lean, learning to lean. I'm learning to lean on Jesus, finding more power than I ever dreamed. I'm learning to lean on Jesus. You and I can lean on our Lord. Why can we do that? Why can we do that? Because because the Bible says this, Isaiah 40, verse 29, He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Isn't that beautiful? Read it again. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Write it down so sometimes when you feel like you're just wiped out for whatever reason, turn to this verse, Isaiah 40, verse 29, and read it and say, Oh, praise God, He gives strength to the weary, that's me, and increases the power of the weak, that's me. Amen? There's another verse that can bless you as well, Isaiah 41, verse 10, read it with me. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's the Lord speaking. That's the Lord speaking. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. As I've been thinking of dozens of you, dozens of you in recent days and weeks who have been going through some very serious heartaches and hurts and challenges I've been praying for you, and I've been, I've been hoping and, 
asking the Lord to help verses like this to come across your path, to sink into your mind and heart, to encourage you and empower you and enable you to, to say, Lord, I can make it. Amen? There's a fourth beautiful truth that can uh, assist you and me, that can help all of us during times of heartache, times of suffering, times of challenge. And that fourth truth is this. Read it out loud with me. Pain is something that Christians are not free of. That's reality. In verse 9, John says, I was on the island of Patmos because of the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus. Now stick with me. That doesn't mean he had gone to the island to preach the gospel, although he probably did the best he could while he was there as a prisoner. A correct paraphrase uh, might be something like this. Because I had preached God's Word and borne my testimony to Jesus, I ended up on the island of Patmos. Or as the New Living Translation says, I was exiled to the island of Patmos for preaching the Word of God and for my testimony about Jesus. Listen to this. Eusebius, E-U-S-E-B-I-U-S, well, how they spelled his name. Eusebius was a Christian leader who became the bishop of Caesarea around 313 A.D. Eusebius is sometimes referred to or called the father of church history. In one of his books, Eusebius writes about John, and this is what he says. He says, In this persecution, it is handed down by tradition that the apostle and evangelist John, who was still living, in consequence of his testimony to the divine word, was condemned to dwell on the island of Patmos. Well, what the scripture is telling us, and what Eusebius from the 4th century says, is that John was sent to Patmos as punishment for preaching the gospel. Banishment for John would have involved hard labor, hard labor in the quarries, and if ever you go to Patmos, you'll see the incredible rock formations where they possibly still have some quarries there. But uh, banishment for John would have involved hard labor in, in those quarries, little clothing, insufficient food, sleep on the bare ground, a dark prison, work under the lash of the military overseer. It would have been a hard time. For the Apostle John and for anyone else who was banished to Patmos. Now some of you might be curious as to how long John was on Patmos. The Bible doesn't tell us. It doesn't tell us specifically. However, Jerome, who was a, a brilliant scholar living around 348 to 420 AD, Jerome gives us some information which suggests that John was banished to Patmos probably around 94, 94 A.D., and then he was freed around 96 A.D. But here's the important point. Basically, John was sent 
to the barren rocky island of Patmos, like I said earlier, ten miles long, five feet wide. He was sent there not because he did anything wrong, but simply because he kept preaching the gospel that Jesus Christ needs to be Lord, that he needs to be the master of our lives. He, he was sent there because he was preaching in his community, in the cities, well, villages, towns, that people needed to repent of their sins and they needed to worship Jesus instead of worshiping the emperor who was insisting that people worship the emperor. John was a holy man. He was a leader in the Christian community at the end of the first century. And in theory, someone could say, John did not deserve to suffer on Patmos. He didn't deserve to be there. John's pain on Patmos, his hurt, his suffering, is a reminder that pain is something that Christians are not free of, no matter who we are. Acts 14, verse 22, puts it this way. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Why is it important? Why is it important for us to recognize that pain is something that Christians are not free of? It's important to realize that. Because if you don't recognize that fact, it is often too easy. It's often too easy to, to whip yourself saying things like, Is my hardship, is my financial loss, is my illness, is my wayward son or daughter, is my tragedy on account of me not being spiritual enough? Is it on account of my sin? Is it because I'm no good? And we can end up asking ourselves all kinds of questions like that. Now, sometimes our suffering is on account of sin. There's no doubt about that. But oftentimes it has nothing to do with how good or how bad we have been. No one can fully explain it. But the truth is, pain is something that Christians are not free of. The challenge for you and me. The challenge is to be able to say with the prophet Habakkuk, Though the fig tree does not blossom, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. Amen? Now, some of you might be thinking to yourself, you know, I, I, I'm not sure that I understand all that, Pastor Neck. In short, the prophet Habakkuk is saying this. Even when it seems like I don't have anything, and even when I'm suffering, he's saying, I will trust in the Lord, and I will find my joy in the Lord. Amen? That's what he's saying. Even, even when life doesn't make sense, even when I've been mistreated, even when I've been battered and bruised, even when things look hopeless, I will trust in the Lord and I will find my joy in the Lord. May all of us do so. Look again at Revelation 1 verse 9. I, John, 
your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. Whatever your Patmos might be, God is greater. And He is able to sustain you and to enable you to be victorious. So, to that question, how can I be helped when I'm suffering? Here you are. I did a little acrostic without telling you. Hang on. Hang on to the truth that you are not alone. Emphasize your privilege in the Lord's kingdom. Lean on Jesus who wants to empower us to persevere. And remember, pain is something that Christians are not free of. Let us pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for the precious people gathered in this sanctuary here on this main level and up in the balcony. And we thank you, Lord, for our radio listeners. Lord, as, as, as I have looked upon our, our congregation here today, I thank you for how precious, how precious and uniquely made and, and beautiful each person is. I'm so grateful, Lord, for each dear heart gathered in your house today, coming here from so many different experiences of life this past week. Lord, I know some have been going through great experiences in their life. But I also know, Lord, that many, many amongst us have been going through deep valleys and deep hurts and trials and tribulations, heartbreaking experiences that sometimes only you know about and occasionally I know about. But Lord, I, I pray for help, Lord, for each precious person, for each man, woman, teenager, and child. I pray for help, Lord, in accordance with their need. And I pray, O oh Lord, that you would remind each of us that we are part of your kingdom. We want to emphasize that we are in the kingdom of our Lord. And so we have the promise of your presence, the promise of your strength, the promise of your encouragement and comfort and guidance and help and hope and healing. And I pray, O oh Lord, and pray that you would reach out, reach out to those in our sanctuary, reach out to our radio listeners, O oh God, reach out and, and help each one as only you are able to do so. That is our prayer, Lord. That is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hang on and receive the Lord's help. Amen. Lean on Him. Lean on Him. He knows your name. He knows your name. Are you struggling with anger, bitterness, guilt, addictions, and other hurts, hang-ups, and habits? 
Come and find freedom and hope at Celebrate Recovery, a Christ-based 12-step program meeting at 7 p.m. every Thursday evening at Rosewood Church, located at 657 Milner Avenue in Scarborough. Please call 416-459-1462 for more information. I'm Pastor Nick of Rosewood Church of the Nazarene in Scarborough. Thank you for listening. I want to encourage you to put your faith and trust in Jesus as your Savior and Lord. If you have made a spiritual decision during this radio broadcast, I'd like to ask you to let us know of your decision so that we can encourage you. Our phone number is 416-298-9932. That's 416-298-9932. Our email address is rosewoodchurch at belnet.ca. That's rosewoodchurch at belnet.ca. We would like to invite you to worship with us next Sunday at 11 a.m. at Rosewood Church of the Nazarene. Here are some directions. From Highway 401, go north on Markham Road. The first street you'll come to is Milner Avenue. Turn right on Milner and drive for 1.6 kilometers. You'll see Rosewood Church of the Nazarene on your right-hand side. I look forward to meeting you. I wish you God's blessings. Thanks again for listening. We wish you a wonderful, blessed week.